It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What are the Washington Commanders thinking less than two weeks away from the NFL Draft? Offseason grades up to this point paint a picture of how the outsiders see what Washington has been doing with its roster and LeVar Arrington not holding back right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day or your first view if you're joining us over on YouTube. I'm David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. It is now less than two weeks until we reach the 2022 NFL Draft. So, Chris, it's time to play our favorite guessing game, the guessing game sweeping the nation called What Are They Thinking? Yes, it's world famous, don't you know? I mean, Absolutely. Right. What are they thinking? I mean, how creative is that? So the idea uh, once we get past the bad jokes is what are the Washington commanders thinking, David? And while we both have actually no idea what they're actually thinking, because they don't exactly make their thought process available for common uh, knowledge and and, and smartly so, um, I thought we would kind of just ask some questions to uh, each other here and, and specifically in this case to you to find out what do we think the commanders are thinking, if that makes sense. we got to think to think what they're thinking, okay? So I wanted to start with this. Do you think that the commanders are thinking they're going to trade down? Mm. Going to trade down? No. I, I will say that I do not think the commanders are thinking that they're going to trade down. I think the Washington commanders want to get a blue chip player. They want to get an impact player at number 11, preferably a guy that they have a top 10 or even better, a top five grade on, right? You talk about safety Kyle Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame to a lot of people. I know Daniel Jeremiah over at NFL.com. He's Kyle Hamilton is his number two overall graded player in the NFL draft to get a number two overall graded player at pick 11 would be considered a steal in the NFL draft scene. So I think that the Washington commanders are looking to do just that, get a top five, top 10, uh, maybe even top 12, right? So if it's your 12th guy on the board and all all uh, the other 10 have gone by, now you have your 11th to 12th guy, one of those guys, even that is still like value. That's still going to be considered a success for Washington. So I don't think they're necessarily planning to trade down, but I think you do have to consider it. So if I think the commanders are thinking that they're trading down, I'm going to go no with that context behind it. Okay. Uh, if they were to actually trade down, mm-hmm. what do you think – they think would be too low 
Uh, 21. I think 21 is too low. So 20 Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's the furthest you go. You still, again, you want to get uh, as much of a blue chip player as you can in this year's draft class. Not a lot of top heavy talent. So a lot of it is kind of mid grade talent. So maybe not blue. I don't know what would be blue green chip. I don't know what's what's one level lower than blue chip. Maybe it's the aqua chip. You know what I mean? Um, but whatever that next level of talent, you still want to go and get one of those guys. Maybe it's a Chris Olave or maybe it's an Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson or maybe it's, you know, maybe they love one of these other safeties. Lewis Seen out of Georgia is getting a lot of first round buzz lately. Maybe they love him enough or Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah to trade back. You get more draft capital and you get a linebacker. People who are still going to be unhappy to go linebacker back to back first rounds. I get that. But with the added capital, hopefully they can do enough in day two and day three to make those concerns evaporate. All right, we continue along with what are they thinking? <laughs> the game show sweeping the universe. Uh, let's call it that. Um, are they thinking, do you think that they are thinking about avoiding a defensive pick at number 11 or even elsewhere in the first round if they do trade down? Because mm -hmm. in the last several drafts, they've gone Jamin Davis, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen in the last five drafts. And the only offensive first rounder was in 2019 on now the late Dwayne Haskins. Right. Yeah. I think that this team needs to avoid that noise. So out of the pure hope that they're not purposely talking about avoiding a defense player pick 11 because of that history, I'm going to say, no, I don't want to believe that Martin Mayhew, Ron Rivera, everybody involved in this process is that concerned about PR because really that is all that is, is a PR problem with look at how many first round picks you have in the defense. It's not even top 10, top 12, whatever it is. If the number one guy on your board at number 11 is defense, you still take him despite all those other first rounders, because I think Washington, hopefully they're learning their lesson from Jamin Davis. Uh, nobody inside the building is going to is going to admit it until they retire and open up their book or write their book. But they reached on Jamin Davis. They wanted linebacker. They wanted to go linebacker. So they reached on Jamin Davis. I actually just wrote this up for SI.com in an unrelated article. I kind of mentioned it. Uh, the Washington football team at the time could have taken Virginia Tech offensive tackle Clinton Darisaw at number 19 last year. Uh, he turned out to be a very, very good part of the team he did go to. He turned out to be a starting caliber NFL offensive tackle, which Sam Cosme didn't do bad, but Darisaw would have been better. And they could have taken Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo, who is now being called a cornerstone piece of the Cleveland Browns defense for years to come. So they could have got their linebacker and offensive tackle in the first two rounds. But if they would have flipped the order, not trying to stretch for the linebacker because that's what they wanted first, they would have come out with a much better process. And we probably wouldn't even talk about the number 11 pick. We still might be talking about 15 or 16, but we wouldn't be talking about number 11. That's uh, certainly an interesting perspective. All right, last one in this exercise. Are they thinking they have to take one wide receiver at number 11 over the entire, let's call it closely grouped class? Meaning um, if, if the first top 10 picks go the way we mostly think, which will be a combination of defensive end pass rushers, offensive tackles, and maybe say two quarterbacks, right? That'll be mostly the, the top 10. That's going to leave four or five potential guys that, you know, all have that mid first round tight wide receiver, uh, I guess, thought or grade or evaluation to them. Do they take one and say, we got this. We know what we're doing more than everyone else. Do you think they operate like that? So again, I kind of hope that Washington commanders, they're, they're learning from their, their mistakes of the past and don't try to force 
what you want to happen. Go off of what the tape is showing. Go off of what the evaluation is showing you. And again, to me, and, and I'm not inside the room like you mentioned, but to me, there's only two wide receivers even to be considered at number 11 if you're the Washington Commanders, and that's Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State and Jamison Williams out of Alabama. And Jamison Williams is number two on that list for me just because of the injury and the recovery. He does say he's ahead of schedule. He does say he does hope or maybe even expect to be ready for training camp, which would be huge. And I think the game-changing ability in him allows me to accept the the risk with the injury and everything to a certain extent. Garrett, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State is just the other clear-cut guy, but everybody else, even Chris Olave, Chris Olave looks like a very good wide receiver talent, but I think he's a number two wide receiver, honestly, for at least the first three to five years before he develops into a true number one. If he ever really gets to true number one status, uh, Traylon Burks has questions. Drake London has questions beyond the ankle injury, uh, which, again, I profiled in a, in a piece that will be up on SI.com probably by the time this episode is airing. So if you're going to go wide receiver, those are the only two I would consider. Uh, we've kind of been on record. Kyle Hamilton is like the guy at number 11 if he's available. But speaking of wide receiver, for me, if it's not Wilson, if it's not Williams, it's nobody. I totally get that and appreciate that. What I fear, and this is more fear, I don't know, (laughs) is that they think Chris Olave is better than seemingly you think, I think, and the rest of the free world thinks. Yeah. And hey, look, if they think so and they take Chris Olave at number 11, just like we do with everything else, just like with Carson Wentz, just like with Antonio Gibson and Taylor Heineke, we will be pulling for them to be correct and not for us to be correct because uh, we don't like angry Washington Commanders fans. We, we like happy ones, and they're happy when the team wins, and they're also happy when they win, which sometimes go hand in hand, Chris, if they're putting money on their team at betonline.net. We're going to talk more Washington Commanders football news and goings-on rankings from the Football Outsiders. But first, we're going to talk about BetOnline.net, their number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, Clayton Kershaw should have stayed in the game. You'll never convince me otherwise. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live all right thanks for making locked on commanders your first listen or your first watch if you're watching on YouTube each and every day and now it's time for big announcements starting Thursday April 28th That is the first day of the draft. Tune in to Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders 
And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special, hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. You get Locked On NFL Draft live on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page, Odyssey's NFL Mock Draft on Odyssey, and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. You'll catch it April 28th, starting at 7 o'clock Eastern time, April 29th for rounds 2 and 3 at 6.30, and April 30th, Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft runs from April 18th through the 22nd and April 25th as well. All right, this is the Locked On uh, Commanders podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Uh, make sure you catch David on Twitter at dharrison82. And as well, you can check me out at russellmania621 and the podcast at LO Commanders. All right, David. So uh, this uh, actual uh, profile piece that we're about to talk about is a little bit old, but it's still relevant because we haven't A, discussed it. Uh, and it's an interesting look. Footballoutsiders.com, and I'm not sure you know, how many people love them versus pro football focus or whatever. I mean, it's a little bit different. They have different uh, takes and different spins, different evaluations, what have you. They did a team-by-team free agency breakdown. And basically what they did was they graded each team on improved roster, used resources well, coherent plan, and an overall grade. And they went team by team. And they titled it Washington, and then in parentheses, UGG commanders. Mm. So you already know we're not off to a good start Mm. uh, right there. But let me give you the grades, and then I'll get your analysis uh, and thoughts, and we can go back and forth. On an improved roster, they got a C, so an average grade. Did they use their resources well? FootballOutsiders.com said, "Mm," gave them a D. Mm -hmm. A coherent plan gave them a D. An overall grade, probably not an A. No, as a matter of fact, it's a D plus. Ding, 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 ding. We're head places, right? Up from a D, right? D to a D plus, I guess, is good. Uh, And then they said the best thing about the Carson Wentz trade was that it was over quickly. It's not a very nice thing to say about it being the best thing. Just say it. The commander stayed out of the Deshaun Watson sideshow and weren't dragged into any of the Matt Ryan Baker Mayfield intrigue. Wentz already feels like a bad decision. Washington made two years ago and now must simply cope with. Yikes. Plus a $22 million salary. Actually, it's 28. Uh, A third round pick and some hot dog blazer memes. the ketchup and mustard, burgundy and gold are starting to look like a small price to pay for a guy who can hover in the top 25 in DVOA and won't show up on any police blotters. So I guess the last part of that is positive. What do you make of football outsiders spin? Um, very negative, which yeah. I mean, I, I can get, you know, being down on the Carson Wentz trade. Look, we, we, you know, we made it very well known on this show. We weren't supporters of the team potentially going after Carson Wentz. And then when they came out uh, and they traded for him, we weren't supporters of Carson Wentz being traded for by the team just because of the concerns that follow him into uh, the situation. But we've also right trying to be holistic in our coverage. And I, and I understand some fans get frustrated because we can't cover all 360 degrees of this story in one single episode. But we've also talked about the fact that the past is the past and the future is always an opportunity. 
to build on lessons learned. We all mature. You know, I'm 39 years old. I'm a lot smarter than I was at 29. And at 29, I was, I was a lot smarter at 19. And Carson Wentz now can be a lot smarter than he was last year and then going back uh, into the past. So these are all all truths as well. And and as much as we didn't like it, we also have turned the page to move on to, you know, what is going to be. At the end of the day, you know, whether or not uh, they, they approve or we approve or anybody outside of Washington approves of the Carson Wentz trade, the grade that matters on this thing is when the assignment is turned in. Right now, it's just a thesis. It's a hypothesis. It's it's a, the beginning of a popsicle stick science diorama that is going to get turned in. Once it's turned in and we see the results, then we'll find out are we going to put a blue ribbon on this thing or are we going to throw it in the trash and burn it as quickly as possible? Until then, we don't really know, and that's the grade that's really going to matter. I, I agree with that. When they say a coherent plan and give it a D and used resources yeah. well and also a D, I assume the used resources well meaning was – you know, you had a couple of draft picks that you ultimately right. traded. I don't know if that's a resource or however you look at that. I assume they're okay. talking more about the salary cap space, right? And we know that the salary caps, cap space really crimped their style, right? They just weren't able to do what they were hoping to do. But I don't know why they were planning on doing anything with that money, to be yeah. honest with you. Not from the start. Right? From the start. How many times during the season, David, did you and I – and I know I talked about it on my radio show constantly. We all thought they were going for a veteran quarterback. Well, if you're going right. for a veteran, bigger name quarterback, you know it's going to cost you at least $30 million. And actually, of the, the bigger name quarterbacks, I guess they got the one at the biggest discount, I guess, right? I mean, compared mm -hmm. to Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they Derek actually Carr. saved money, right? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the contracts that are going around there, as far as used resources, well, that, that grade, that D – it has to be draft capital. And and that's really the only place where I see it's in because as far as salary cap is concerned, I mean, uh, Washington could have gone out and paid Christian Kirk $20 million to play wide receiver right. for them, but they didn't do that. They could have gone out and, and signed some, you know, some, some linebacker on the bottom uh, end of his career, you know, way more money, 12, $13 million a year uh, that he's not worth, but they didn't. Instead, they stayed smart with their money. And I, I think what their actions with the roster and the salary cap management, the free agents, uh, is showing is it's supporting what they're saying publicly. What they're say, saying publicly is that they believe injuries truly derailed what they were trying to do. And they've also acknowledged along the way that there were some mental lapses, some some decision-making, and Chase Young has not escaped any of that, uh, which is why the good news that Ron's saying that he fully expects Chase to be involved in the offseason program more this year than he was last year. That's improvement. That's good. That's a quality uh, move for, for Chase from a maturity level, and it's it's quality move for the team. So, I don't have a problem. Even the $28 million Carson Wentz, to be honest with you, Chris, because at the end of the day, they're not using if you're not using the money for anything else, you might, you know, it's really not going to hurt anything other than a billionaire's checkbook to pay Carson Wentz at $28 million. It's not like the team was going to go after Tyron Matthew, but because they're paying Carson $28 million, they couldn't go after Tyron Matthew. There is enough ways to to manipulate manipulate the salary cap that if they wanted to go after an Allen Robinson or a Tyron Matthew, or uh, Rob Gronkowski, if he were to come available, like whoever it is, they can manipulate the salaries enough to make sure that they can get the players they need to get. The draft capital, that's the only place where I see the use of the resources maybe not used to potential, but again, that's going to be told in the future, not today. I do believe that if you're going to take the entire salary hit from the Indianapolis Colts, they need to give back a little bit uh, in the trade market as far as draft capital, but that's to be said. Even still, if, if it's just based off the draft capital, I give that a C. I mean, it's, it's not great, right? But it's not terrible. It's not like you tanked your entire team for the next five years because you entered into right. uh, four new bad contracts.
Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, and, and, and certainly the Rams, we know how aggressive they were yeah. and it worked out for them, but I would also argue, you know, yeah, of course, when it's, it's fine now that it worked out, which is what they keep saying, Hey, if it works out, you're never going to care about what price. Well, the problem right. is, is the Rams expectations were totally different than what Washington should be. Right. Yes. I mean, this team shouldn't be shooting right now for a Super Bowl. They should be shooting to make the playoffs on a consistent basis. Yeah. Uh, and it should then be going other, all in as much as the Rams were. Yeah, exactly. That's the better way to say it. The other thing that I'll just say, you know, when, when we do talk about salary cap space, it, I do believe it did prevent them from going and importing some new guys and maybe keeping a guy like DeAndre Carter. We, we don't really know the answer to that. They retained right. most of the key guys that they wanted to. But the one thing I will say is, you know, I can't help but think that either Eric Flowers or maybe, maybe Matt Ioannidis would have still been here. One or the other. Probably one would have had to go, but maybe yeah. one or the other would have been able to be here if they didn't use up all that money. But they also could have, again, you know, not taken the 6-1 designation for Landon Collins. So, I mean, we could play yeah. this maybe if what have you game. Yeah. There's too many things that could be done yeah. that weren't be done or weren't done. At the end of the day, the Washington commanders just didn't feel like those players were critical enough to make the effort to do the things they needed to do to keep them around. And whether we agree with it or not, you know, especially with Matt Ioannidis, that's just, that's just how they're operating. And we're going to have to see if it, uh, if it turns into wins or if it doesn't. Absolutely. All right. Questions still to be answered coming up next here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, LeVar Arrington makes a splashy headline. And what does he want? What now? That's next right here on LOC, but it's David Harrison and Chris Russell telling you about our friends at Built Bar. That's right. And Built Bar Puffs, too. Don't forget about our friends, the protein-infused marshmallow, first of its kind. They're fluffy, delicious-y, marshmallow-y. And, of course, they're not a protein bar. The Puffs, no, they're different. They're a treat. And they're covered still in 100% chocolate. They have some unbelievable flavors, banana cream pie, coconut marshmallow, yummy cinnamony churro as well. And you can still get all the Built Bar deliciousness that you want, whatever flavor you want. Again, David's favorite, as we tell you about, is mint brownie. Mine favorite is anything to do with peanut butter and chocolate. It is the best combination. You might be a coconut almond fan. Who knows? You might like white chocolate. How about that? That's new this month. Or cookies and cream. Uh, whatever kind of flavor you want. They're high in protein, low in calorie, low in sugar, low in net carbs. They are great for you as a meal replacement, after workout treat, or a late night dessert. And don't forget about caramel brownie built bars too, and brownie batter puffs. They're available at built.com. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at, at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Final segment of the final episode of the week here at the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at Russellmania621 at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. We're going to talk about LeVar Arrington, former Washington linebacker, right? At LeVar Arrington popped off, Chris, on Fox Sports Radio, and then he spoke with you over on the Team 980. And uh, bottom line up front, LeVar Arrington wants an apology from Dan Snyder and the Washington organization. Yeah, so it was interesting timing, right? Because LeVar hasn't not only played here in a long time, but he yeah. hasn't been in the local media here uh, in a long time. And, I, you know, just in fairness, I mean, I've done post-game shows with LeVar. I worked with him uh, when I was on the beat, um, you know, for one year. Uh, yeah, I guess one year at 106.7, the fan back in 2009 and 2010, uh, going from Jim Zorn to Mike Shanahan, uh, David. So we've worked together off and on for the last, you know, parts of the last decade. Let's just call it that. And, um, you know, when I saw this, he, he basically on his Fox Sports Radio morning show on on Wednesday, he basically said, look, I don't want to pat on the back. I want an apology from Dan Snyder and the organization for basically what he said and what he described to me on the radio and what he said also on his Fox Sports Radio morning show, which was basically like, hey, look, I tried to tell you guys that there was some weird stuff going on. I tried to tell you that this guy was doing some unsavory things, unsavory business practices. Look at how they did me wrong. They made yeah. it about my contract. They made it about this. They made it that I was stupid. They made it that I couldn't pick up the scheme. When in reality, that none of that was true. I'm not stupid. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm more than capable. He was a number two overall pick, by the way. He's always been thought of as a smart player. And basically, he says it kind of ruined his legacy in the Washington area, the DMV area. And he still comes back and visits, does charity work. Uh, he's not really a part of the organization. He wasn't there on 2222 and all that. The relationship clearly has been frayed over many, many, many years. But right. he wants an apology. And David, to that I ask you, is now the right time to do it? And is there anything wrong if you're LeVar Arrington with wanting an apology? Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting an apology from someone or an organization entity that you feel like did you wrong. I just, I probably wouldn't expect an apology from an organization that didn't respect you enough to protect your legacy and, and, and put you in a good light, you know, uh, while they were dealing with you as a player, as somebody who actually contributed to the potential success of the team. Uh, if they didn't respect you enough then to do that kind of thing, they're, they're probably not going to respect you enough now. And honestly, any public apology they did issue to Larrington would probably be widely assumed to be more of a publicity uh, thing at this point in time than actually being genuine. Now, again, I'm not LeVar Arrington, so I don't know if he would care about it being genuine or, or not. So that's, you know, that's for him to decide uh, as far as, is it the right time for him to, to call him out and to, to say it? I mean, everybody and anybody's piling on to the Washington commanders right. these days. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, far be it for me to tell LeVar Arrington, he's not allowed to cash in his invitation to uh, to the sock party if, if he wants to join in on it. But, um, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't like to be a person, I guess, that, that tries to hold grudges for too long. I mean, we're all human, so we all have feelings and egos. So I can't say I, I don't you know harbor any ill will towards people from the past that probably don't even remember uh, the, the falling out or whatever incident we had to between each other. Um, so I won't claim to be perfect. But, you know, I would I, it just kind of goes back to Alex Smith. Like at the end of the day, there's nothing really new. From, from what he's saying, there's nothing really uh, substantial to, to what he's saying other than, yeah, by the way, I also dislike the franchise, which 
uh, we're in no shortage of today. No, absolutely. Uh, they, they don't have many happy, uh, many happy people uh, with them. The one thing I, I, you know, it was interesting when I was talking to him on Thursday afternoon uh, when he came on the radio show, yeah. you know, he, he sounded angry. He yeah. sounded hurt. And I said, you know, you sound hurt, like, like really bothered. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I'm just passionate about it. You know, and, and, and that was interesting, I thought. Um, and then, um, you, you know, he, he also, you know, basically said, look, he's like, I don't I don't expect this. But if Dan Snyder were to call or the organization were to call, he would take their call and he would talk mm -hmm. to them. He does certainly have an interest. He says he avidly watches the Washington now commanders all the time. One other quick thing. He wasn't a big fan of the Carson Wentz trade kind of basically said he'd almost rather have Taylor Heineke, um, you know, because he didn't really feel it was a tremendous upgrade. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. And he does like Dotson, the wide receiver from his alma mater, Penn State. He likes all his Penn State. Guys. No Homer, no Homer stuff going on there. Exactly. Exactly. So the LeVar Arrington, you can catch my whole interview uh, with him on uh, the Odyssey app. Just go to the Team 980 on the Odyssey app. Russell and Medhurst in the podcast section. You can listen. Uh, it's about a 20-minute uh, audio-only interview. So I appreciate him coming aboard. Uh, and uh, I know David uh, and the SI crew uh, has uh, a story up about that particular issue uh, as well. All right, David. It's come to that time. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week uh, on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We thank you guys for being with us uh, and for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch if you're watching on YouTube of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, as they bring the NFL Draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So we'll be back after the weekend. Everybody enjoy. Uh, if you celebrate Easter and all that good stuff, chocolate, Easter bunny, candy, do it safe. Um, have fun. Remember what it's for and all that good stuff. Um, so uh, we will be back after uh, all of that has concluded. If you have questions or a topic you want us to discuss, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or call in via the voicemail line, 301-615-3577 for David Harrison who's covering the Washington Commanders. For SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please, again, be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.